We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. Stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other hold up each other's arms and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army. So we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go bride, our soon coming king awaits. This is a WATV disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministries, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you. In your face, devil. Bam, in your face, devil. That old devil is trying to stop us tonight, ain't he, Brad? But he ain't going to do it. We are going to praise the Lord no matter what calamity comes towards us. Amen. All right, Brad. Well, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you so much for the opportunity to study your word again. Lord, we are studying Job, who you use as an example of the spiritual warfare that takes place in the heavenlies over every spirit. And Lord, we want to be in our destiny. We want to fulfill our books the way that you meant them to be. So help us to learn from Job, Lord. So teach us tonight. We pray for our hearts, that we have teachable hearts tonight. We thank you for your word. It is so rich, Lord. And we worship you tonight. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Brad, let's try this again. We are on, we're going to do Job chapter 6 again. Here we go. Job 6. But Job answered and said, Oh, that my grief were thoroughly weighed, and my calamity laid in the balances together. For now it would be heavier than the sand of the sea. Therefore my words are swallowed up. For the arrows of the Almighty are within me. The poison whereof drinketh up my spirit. The terrors of God do set themselves in array against me. 
Doth the wild ass bray when he hath grass, or loweth the ox over his fodder? Can that which is unsavory be eaten without salt, or is there any taste in the white of an egg? The things that my soul refused to touch are as my sorrowful meat. Oh, that I might have my request, and that God would grant me the thing that I long for. Even that it would please God to destroy me, that he would let loose his hand and cut me off. Then should I yet have comfort, yea, I would harden myself in sorrow. Let him not spare, for I... Brad, I've got to, I've got to stop here and say something. When you are in your process, when you are in your suffering, it is so easy to want to find your solution outside of God. It's so easy to want to go back and fall back on your own ways because that is what is comfortable. That is what we're used to. That is the familiar when you walk by faith, when you walk with God as the head and God as the lead, it's like you're walking into nothingness because it's unfamiliar to you. Do you hear what I'm saying in the spirit? Walking by faith is walking knowing that he's always in front of you and even no matter what comes your way, God is with you. You can go anywhere, follow him anywhere, do anything, even in the unknown when it seems so scary because it, you're not familiar, you know. This is how I feel when I read this because it reminds me when I was in my desert and I was in my suffering and I was like, Lord, I can't, if you don't give me your grace, I can't do another thing. I, I can't go another step. I can't obey you any further. If you don't give me the grace to do it because I am beyond myself, I can't do this anymore. That's what grace is, bride. Grace is when he has to take it from here. I have to have the grace to do this. When I went to Washington, bride, I didn't know what I was doing then. It was the grace of God. Like being here with this woman. I've never done this either. God has given me the grace to do it. He will equip us. Where he sins, he will equip. Where he guides, he provides. So in Job's situation, when he's talking about, God grant me the thing that I long for. This is in verse 8. He's saying, I'm suffering so bad, I can't take it anymore, God. I long to be free. I long to have this suffering done. And there's many of us that feel that way. But that is where the testing comes from, like it is with Satan. That is continually pushing these things on him. Is to get Job's eyes off of God and on to his own and pushing away from God. Because what did Satan tell God? Oh, if he didn't have this comfy, comfy, if you didn't have this shield over him, then he would leave you. He would curse you. So God said, okay, take it. This is where the test comes in, bride. This is why judgment is his mercy. 
because people get comfortable in their life they get comfortable in their sin and they have so justified it that their mind cannot even get away from it because in their mind they have convinced their self that their perversion they're doing the sin that they're doing this partnership that they partnered with they have convinced their self that they're right but that's where judgment comes in because judgment is God pulling his hand back and saying, okay, you won't listen to me. I sent you a prophet. You were stubborn. You wouldn't even listen to the prophet. So now I'm having to pull my hand back and you're going to get whipped a little bit by Satan. And then you'll get on your face and get right with me. And we will see in the scriptures here where Job cries out to God in his calamity. And he says, God, where have I went wrong? And this is what I keep saying to us, bride. When we have chaos, when we have calamity, when things just will not stop, when, they, when we cannot have rest, it's because we're in disobedience. There's somewhere that we have missed it because we're not in the rest. And when you study the judgments of God, like when we went through all of Second Chronicles and we studied all them kings, we learned it. When you're in obedience, that's where you have the bubble. That's where you have the rest and the peace. So let's continue here. I have not concealed the words of the Holy One. What is my strength that I should hope? And what is mine end that I should prolong my life? Is my strength the strength of stones? Or is my flesh of brass? Is not my help in me? And is wisdom driven quite from me? To him that is afflicted, pity should be shown from his friend. But he forsaketh the fear of the Almighty. My brethren have dealt deceitfully as a brook, and as the stream of brooks they pass away, which are blackish by reason of the ice, and wherein the snow is hid. What time they wax warm, they vanish. When it is hot, they are consumed out of their place. The paths of their way are turned aside. They go to nothing and perish. The troops of Tima looked. The companies of Sheba waited for them. They were confounded because they had hoped. They came thither and were ashamed. For now ye are nothing. Ye see my casting down and are afraid. Did I say bring unto me, or give a reward for me of your substance, or deliver me from the enemy's hand? or redeem me from the hand of the mighty. Teach me, and I will hold my tongue, and cause me to understand wherein I have erred. How forcible are right words! But what doth your arguing reprove? Do ye imagine to reprove words and the speeches of one that is desperate which are as wind? Yea, ye overwhelm the fatherless, and ye dig a pit for your friend. Now therefore be content, look upon me, for it is evident unto you if I lie. Return, I pray you, let it not be iniquity. Yea, return again, my righteousness is in it. Is there iniquity in my tongue? Cannot my taste discern perverse things? Right there, Bride, he's talking about spiritual discernment. And... In verse 26, what he's saying is, teach me, Lord, teach me. 
And so while he's in his calamity, he didn't get mad at God and cussed God. And he did say, you know, I don't want to be born. Why was I ever born? But he didn't cuss God. Okay. And he's turned around. He's examining his own heart. And this is in the Old Testament. We have to do it in the New Testament. And then one of you made the point uh, when we did the first study, one through five, that God wants us to be honest with him. When Job is telling God, this is how I feel, that is God. He is our father. He wants to know how we feel. Do we turn to him on our face in humbleness? Or, like it said right here, do we lean upon our friends? God wants us on our face, examining ourselves. He wants you to be successful in the mission that God, I'm just saying this in the spirit, but he wants you to be successful, bride. He has a mission for you. He wrote a book for you before time began. And he said, I want this one to give a revelation to mankind about this. I want this one to do this and this one to do this, but they never will if they won't obey. If they won't trust God to go off into their destiny, God knows how to take you there. Okay, now we're in chapter 7. Job 7. Is there not an appointed time to man upon earth? Are not his days also like the days of an hireling? As a servant earnestly desireth the shadow, and as an hireling looketh for the reward of his work, so am I made to possess months of vanity, and wearisome nights are appointed to me. When I lie down, I say, When shall I arise, and the night be gone? And I am full of tossings to and fro unto the dawning of the day. My flesh is clothed with worms and clods of dust. My skin is broken and become loathsome. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and are spent without hope. Oh, remember that my life is wind. Mine eye shall no more see good. The eye of him that hath seen me shall see me no more. Thine eyes are upon me, and I am not. As the cloud is consumed and vanisheth away, so he that goeth down to the grave shall come up no more. He shall return no more to his house, neither shall his place know him any more. Therefore I will not refrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. Am I a sea or a whale that thou settest a watch over me? When I say my bed shall comfort me, my couch shall ease my complaint, then thou scarest me with dreams and terrifiest me through visions so that my soul chooseth strangling and death rather than my life. I loathe it. I would not live always. Let me alone, for my days are vanity. What is man that thou shouldst magnify him, and that thou shouldst set thine heart upon him, and that thou shouldst visit him every morning and try him every moment? How long wilt thou not depart from me, nor let me alone till I swallow down my spittle? I have sinned. What shall I do unto thee, O thou preserver of men? Why hast thou set me as a mark against thee, so that I am a burden to myself? 
And why dost thou not pardon my transgression and take away my iniquity? For now shall I sleep in the dust, and thou shalt seek me in the morning, for I shall not be. Bride, I've got to say this. This goes against the dominion theology uh, because he's saying, God, why have you done this to me? Did he not recognize that God is the one in control instead of just uh, telling everything what to do? Do you see what I'm saying? I keep saying this, and I know people that are taught the dominion theology look at me like I'm crazy because they say you should speak positive about everything. But you've got to be real. You've got to get on your face and ask God, did I open up a door instead of just saying the devil did everything? Maybe he didn't. Maybe it was because you are in disobedience. Maybe it's because you're not listening to God. But if you're always thinking you know everything and you're telling everything out here what to do, then you're not examining your heart and building up pride is what you're doing. So let's move on to chapter 8 here. Then answered Bildad the Shuhite and said, How long wilt thou speak these things? And how long shall the words of thy mouth be like a strong wind? Doth God pervert judgment? Or doth the Almighty pervert justice? If thy children have sinned against him, and he have cast them away for their transgression, if thou wouldst seek unto God betimes, and make thy supplication to the Almighty, if thou wert pure and upright, surely now he would awake for thee, and make the habitation of thy righteousness prosperous. Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. For inquire, I pray thee, of the former age, and prepare thyself to the search of their fathers. For we are but of yesterday, and know nothing, because our days upon earth are a shadow. Shall not they teach thee, and tell thee, and utter words out of their heart? Can the rush grow up without mire? Can the flag grow without water? Whilst it is yet in its greenness, and not cut down, it withereth before any other herb. So are the paths of all that forget God, and the hypocrites' hope shall perish. Whose hope shall be cut off, and whose trust shall be a spider's web? He shall lean upon his house, but it shall not stand. He shall hold it fast, but it shall not endure. He is green before the sun, and his branch shooteth forth in his garden. His roots are wrapped about the got to pause here because today you know i'm taking care of this lady is 92 here and me and her was just sitting there holding hands talking today about the lord and i told her about some of my adventures of being with people on their deathbed in years past you know with a 110 year old with a 101 year old with the 75 year old you know and then I told her about my mother, and I said, you know what? If it was not for God showing me the real reason for living, I don't think I would have been successful in Washington because I would have got caught up in that, and I would have probably not been grounded. You know, I would have, you know, probably maybe left my first love somewhere. But because God taught me that time is precious, we're only here for a fleeting moment, 
material things are nothing. Material things can come and go. We can't live our life uh, being ruled by material things. The most important thing is our mission. What has God called us to? That is the most important thing. And even when you get married, that's a criteria. Are we on the same mission? You know, because that's the only reason we're living. So, all right, let's continue. The place of stones. If he destroy him from his place, then it shall deny him, saying, I have not seen thee. Behold, this is the joy of his way, and out of the earth shall others grow. Behold, God will not cast away a perfect man, neither will he help the evildoers, till he fill thy mouth with laughing and thy lips with rejoicing. They that hate thee shall be clothed with shame and the dwelling place of the wicked shall come to naught. We receive that in the name of Jesus because there are people that don't understand your mission sometimes. There's people that don't understand your walk with God. Keep going forward. Don't stop. God will vindicate you. You just keep going and just let all that stuff fall to the wayside. That's basically the way I took that. All right, let's continue. 9. Then Job answered and said, I know it is so of a truth, but how should man be just with God? If he will contend with him, he cannot answer him one of a thousand. He is wise in heart and mighty in strength. Who hath hardened himself against him and hath prospered? Which removeth the mountains and they know not? Which overturneth them in his anger? Which shaketh the earth out of her place and the pillars thereof tremble? Which commandeth the sun and it riseth not and sealeth up the stars? Which alone spreadeth out the heavens and treadeth upon the waves of the sea? Which maketh... Arcturus, Orion, and Pleiades, and the chambers of the south, which doeth great things past finding out, yea, and wonders without number. Lo, he goeth by me, and I see him not. He passeth on also, but I perceive him not. Behold, he taketh away. Who can hinder him? Who will say unto him, What doest thou? If God will not withdraw his anger, the proud helpers do stoop under him. How much less shall I answer him, and choose out my words to reason with him? Whom, though I were righteous, yet would I not answer, but I would make supplication to my judge. If I had called, and he had answered me, yet would I not believe that he had hearkened unto my voice. For he breaketh me with a tempest, and multiplieth my wounds without cause. He will not suffer me to take my breath, but filleth me with bitterness. If I speak of strength, lo, he is strong. And if of judgment, who shall set me a time to plead? If I justify myself, mine own mouth shall condemn me. If I say I am perfect, it shall also prove me perverse. Though I were perfect, yet would I not know my soul. I would despise my life. This is one thing, therefore I said it. He destroyeth the perfect and the wicked. If the scourge slay suddenly, he will laugh at the trial of the innocent. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covereth the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where 
and who is he? Now my days are swifter than a post. They flee away. They see no good. They are passed away as the swift ships, as the eagle that hasteth to the prey. If I say, I will forget my complaint, I will leave off my heaviness and comfort myself. I am afraid of all my sorrows. I know that thou wilt not hold me innocent. If I be wicked, why then labor I in vain? If I wash myself with snow water, and make my hands never so clean, yet shalt thou plunge me in the ditch, and mine own clothes shall abhor me. For he is not a man as I am, that I should answer him, and we should come together in judgment. Neither is there any daysman betwixt us that might lay his hand upon us both. Let him take his rod away from me, and let not his fear terrify me. Then would I speak, and not fear him. But it is not so with me. See, what he's saying there is, let me go back over here in my notes. When he says, uh, he fills me with bitterness. He gives me joy and he does both. In other words, I love him when he says yes and I love him when he says no. And then he says, he destroys the perfect and the wicked. He is the God that created the good and he's the God that created the evil. This is why we have to just understand he is in control. You know, like people can't understand why we're going to have to go through some of the tribulation. It's because he has to uh, give people mercy one last time. He has to give them a chance because most people right now probably wouldn't be taken because they have bought into this apostasy. They have been lied to and they are not repenting anymore or whatever. But judgment is God's mercy because when things start happening, it's going to be one thing. Are you going to turn back to me here? Are you going to turn back to me here through these prophets? Are you going to turn back to me through here through the beast? Are you going to take the mark of the beast? Yes or no. I mean, like it's going to be in your face. You're going to have to choose me. Yes or no. And you'll be tested like Job. The devil knows, especially now through social media, he knows what makes you tick. So he'll be coming after you, really, you know, and so we'll have to choose. All right, and then that's it. Okay, let's go to chapter 10. It's our last one. Job 10. My soul is weary of my life. I will leave my complaint upon myself. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will say unto God, Do not condemn me. Show me wherefore thou contendest with me. Is it good unto thee that thou shouldst oppress, that thou shouldst despise the work of thine hands, and shine upon the counsel of the wicked? Hast thou eyes of flesh, or seest thou as man seeth? Are thy days the days of man? Are thy years as man's days, that thou inquirest after mine iniquity, and searchest after my sin? Thou knowest that I am not wicked, and there is none that can deliver out of thine hand. Thine hands have made me and fashioned me together round about, yet thou 
dost destroy me. Remember, I beseech thee, that thou hast made me as the clay, and wilt thou bring me into dust again? Hast thou not poured me out as milk, and curdled me like cheese? Thou hast clothed me with skin and flesh, and hast fenced me with bones and sinews. Thou hast granted me life and favour, and thy visitation hath preserved my spirit. And these things hast thou hid in thine heart. I know that this is with thee. If I sin, then thou markest me, and thou wilt not acquit me from mine iniquity. If I be wicked, woe unto me. And if I be righteous, yet will I not lift up my head. I am full of confusion, therefore see thou mine affliction, for it increaseth. Thou huntest me as a fierce lion, and again thou showest thyself marvellous upon me. Thou renewest thy witnesses against me, and increasest thine indignation upon me. Changes and war are against me. Wherefore then hast thou brought me forth out of the womb? Oh, that I had given up the ghost, and no eye had seen me. I should have been as though I had not been. I should have been carried from the womb to the grave. Are not my days few? Cease then, and let me alone, that I may take comfort a little before I go, whence I shall not return, even to the land of darkness and the shadow of death. A land of darkness as darkness itself, and of the shadow of death, without any order, and where the light is as darkness. You know, uh, we are hearing his heart before God tonight, where he's asking God, God, I feel like I'm in this great darkness, like I'm hurting so much, God, I'm suffering so bad, I'm... I still love you, you know, and I remember, Brad, when I was in my suffering on my face before God, I was saying things like this, like, and then something else I want to say is when his friends turned his back on him, how many of us can identify with that? And when they turn their back and they talk about you and they put you down and it hurts so bad, um, that may have been part of the testing of God. You know, God told me that when uh, I was in the prayer closet years ago and he was like, I allowed them to leave you because I had to have you all to myself. I will have no other gods before me. And we can make our children our God. We can make our spouse our God. We can make ourselves our God. Other people, other things that we trust in, our house, our car, this and that, our job. God is jealous for you, and he will have nothing else in between you and him. So if he has to pull it back to see what you're going to do, that's what I feel like happened to Job. And so I will see you on the next time when we do 11 through 16. And I may try to do that tonight uh, after 9 because I do want to do communion. So um, after I put her to bed at 9... Uh, I will come back down and we'll do communion and we'll do one more set of five and then we will finish these tomorrow before I go to Washington because when I come back um, I will not uh, be online I'm gonna go offline for a while to finish those books okay I'm gonna show you a commercial of the books I'm writing Brad 